Hey students, welcome to episode 12 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni, and my guest this week is Leva Pierce from the New Orange Cohort. We talk about trying to do improv in high school, the comedy scene in Maine, and the pitfalls of social media stardom. On with the show. Um, so I think I kind of was on a different path than a lot of people because I just graduated high school the mm-hmm. year before coming here. So I... Uh, uh, basically, I applied to a bunch of schools and cities because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do something with film and comedy and performing, something like that. Uh, so I applied to all schools in basically New York and Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, you wanted to go to one of the big cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really only applied to schools in New York City and Chicago because <laughs> I was like, this is the best place for, for comedy. I didn't want to go all the way to West Coast. So um, I got deferred at U Chicago, and they mm-hmm. were like, you can come. In in uh, the year of 2022, be in the class of 2022. Right. So I was like, great, but I found out in May of uh, 2017, and so then I was like, oh no, now I have a year because <laughs> I was like, great, I wanted to go to Chicago really badly, so I said yes, um, and then I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my year. So. So this is this is your gap year project. Is, yeah, is this is my gap year. Okay. So other people go to you know Tanzania and. <laughs> you know, teach, teach, uh, teach English or whatever. Comedy like, film school. <laughs> and I'm yeah. <laughs> what what made you like? What was what were you doing comedy wise before this that made you want to come to a program like this? Um, I was always really big into theater. First, mm-hmm. I since I was like you know eight, I was going to theater camp and doing you know, readers theater and <laughs> uh, school plays mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. What, uh, what, what plays any, any, uh, any big ones that you're really a fan of? Um, I've always been tall and flat chested and Ned did it and had a really loud voice. So mostly male roles. Uh, <laughs> my favorite role was, um, Oliver Twist. Okay. I was in Oliver Twist and I was the artful Dodger, which is a scrappy young British boy, which was, I think probably one of my best performances. Okay. I, think I really, capture the role (laughs) (laughs) you can get away with that okay (laughs) the first time i played a female the director was like leva you don't that's not how a girl sits and it was because like i just i truly (laughs) never played a female role (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when i did play one it was bad it was awkward (laughs) yeah yeah so 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 you were doing theater stuff uh uh anything else comedy wise like i know like uh erica came in for magenta He's also mm-hmm. not straight out of high school, but pretty close to it. Yeah. And he came in. He, he had done some stand-up and stuff like that. Anything yeah. So I, w- I got into improv through mm-hmm. through through that. And I then, once I kind of found out about improv, and a, a big turning point, honestly, was reading um, Bossy Pants mm-hmm. by Tina Fey. Because I just, like, that was definitely the first time I found out. I was like, oh, comedy can be a career. Yeah. <laughs> and she kind of, like, outlines her process of getting into it. So then I started doing research about like Second City and mm-hmm. that UCB was yeah I mean that was a very clear moment where I was like oh okay I'm was that part of the reason for Chicago New York was to was yeah. to try and get close to those theaters yeah and be I was like sphere. I want to whatever school I go to I want to be taking classes at either Second City or UCB or IO mm-hmm. or uh, one of those places where'd you yeah. move from where, where Maine some? Maine okay Portland Maine so, so I actually did a summer program at uh, Improv Boston mm-hmm. one year which was 
uh, mostly improv. And then I also did a summer program here mm-hmm. that was improv. Second City or sketch. I.O.? At Second City, Second yeah. Second City. It was like a two-week program. It was like summer camp of improv, stand-up, and sketch. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. And then I uh, started an improv group at my high school, but it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it usually is. Like, yeah. That's like college improv. Um, yeah. They, uh, yeah. They, they don't always have coaches or teachers at that level yeah uh so oftentimes it's just like i watched you know whose line is it anyway exactly i read this book let's exactly. just do this stuff i was like i did one summer camp and i'm an expert so <laughs> like <laughs> i'm the best improviser at my school yeah and so then i got to like yeah boss around all the freshmen and be like guys don't ask questions in a scene you know like i was just like giving these like very vague pieces of advice <laughs> but yeah. you know they're right because you're you're uh, you're very well versed at that point <laughs> <laughs> i'm so good at improv <laughs> so what uh um so you're speaking of you mentioned freshman year so i'm i'm in the freshman class effectively right now <laughs> you would be junior sophomore yeah. uh, finishing up the the, the second yeah. term so what's uh what's it been like so far like what what have you done so second term that you're really happy with proud of or or interested by yeah so this term has been mainly i met a guy named john Mm o'neill in my first term here and he is in green he's about to graduate Mm -hmm. um and so what's been kind of interesting is i think first term or first session i was most of my time was consumed with working i work at io Mm -hmm. which is a comedy club uh and than just doing all the class assignments, mm-hmm. like the in-class directing stuff and uh, the stage readings and the like little short nonfiction videos. Mm-hmm. This term, I kind of met John and started writing with him. So most of my time this term has been focused on producing his final. Okay. What's it? What was his? Um, it's, it's called Coming Up Roses. Okay. Coming Out Roses, excuse me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's uh, so I, yeah, that's been... I kind of feel like I've been really focused on that. And then, of course, the in-class stuff as well. Do you know what you're doing for your final project as of yet? <sighs> right now, I'm leaning towards a proof of concept, uh, which is about the screenplay, which is which is based off the screenplay using the same characters. Um, the, as, as John's? That, or, uh, or something that you wrote before? Something that I, I'm writing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What's proof of concept for a television series or for a feature film? For a or feature, yeah. I'm feature. more, I'm much more into uh, movies than television. Okay. What's uh? So what's what's your movies? What's the, what are your influences or or stuff that uh, that really draws you? Or what yeah. would you like to mimic if you could? I love like the, I love the Duplass brothers. <laughs> I yeah. love like Greta Gerwig and all that mumblecore, like no bomb back all no mumblecore crap. <laughs> um, some people hate it. I really like it. Um, but I also really love like impro- big improvised comedies like Christopher Guest, Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think how they, I mean, they're the best in terms of incorporating improv into their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, big ensemble cast like that. I really like. Um, God, uh, Wes Anderson, classic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's Uh, he's he's a genre among it. Like, yeah, he's just his own thing. Yeah, really, I like really stylized comedies. I think Mm -hmm. he's great at that, and I and I like, I like Mumblecore also for that reason because I think that I. I I love to paint and I love like visual art and have taken art classes and mm-hmm. I just love color palettes and that kind of thing. So yeah. I really like when 
Somebody chooses something and sticks to an aesthetic. Yeah, to go when along when with it. comedy directors are not just focused on performance, they're also focused on you know the frame of their shots. Or yeah, their, yeah. The so every frame of painting type stuff and and mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would guess David Fincher, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, Edgar Wright's great. Edgar too. I mean, amazing. he's not as much comedy, but he's just oh, comedy. he's comedy. He's absolutely comedy. Yeah, he's good. He's co- yeah, he's. Comedy. Have you ever, have you watched Spaced? No, I haven't. Uh, it was a TV series that he did with um, with the guys from the Coronado trilogy with uh, Simon Pegg and, and cool. Nick Frost. Cool. Uh, and it's a it's it's very much like in that exact same kind of vein. Cool. Um, so it was their their early stuff. It was them figuring out like how to tell a story. Yeah. But they yeah. got to do it on on television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of TV shows doing that really well. The st- the stylized comedy of like Atlanta's amazing at mm-hmm. it. Portlandio's great with it. Um, I need to watch Atlanta. I haven't. That's, oh that's my god, that. it's so good. I because I'm I loved I loved Community and um and uh, he was awesome as Troy on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like I need to I need to invest a little bit more. And now he's going to be hosting hosting and musical, uh, yeah, guest, musical guest for uh, yeah. for SNL. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. As two different names, that's <laughs> so I know it's so. It funny. just feels pretentious to me. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's yeah, somebody well, that's earned it, yeah, Donald this Glover. is two different. <laughs> yeah can do whatever he wants at this point yeah yeah so uh so so you've got that project lined up so i know in term three there the goal is to try and have a piece that you've shot and then also one that you've written, written so the one that yeah. you were talking about before is what you're shooting the the proof of concept piece yeah but and it's then, based off they're kind of for right now what i'm hoping to do is like i'm about 50 pages into a screenplay mm-hmm. that's a coming of age movie kind of in the vein of like say anything or rushmore or uh uh, I guess call me by your name because it's gay, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, like ton tons of coming of age, John Hughes kind of kind right. of stuff. Trying uh, to tell uh, that story the uh, way that super bad. Yeah, that, all those kinds of movies. Um, and yeah, that's so that's what I'm hoping to have finished screenplay and then a film that's like a proof of concept for mm-hmm. that screenplay. Do you want to direct or do you want to go in for, for writing or what's what would you hope to be kind of the end destination out of all this? Um. I kind of came in thinking I would like directing a lot more than I actually did. I, I think I really am a writer at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like to perform as well, and I like producing when it's, like, something I really care about. I, I wouldn't want to just be a producer, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy, like, taking on someone else's work and, like, helping them. Yeah. Like, f- helping them Flesh achieve their out. vision. Because I imagine yeah. working with John, that was probably... It was like, great. What yeah. was your... So you were just helping him write it, or were you actually a part of the production process yeah. then, too? With John, he was struggling with his... We started writing together in the fall, mm-hmm. um, and we've written a couple pilots, um, and now a couple shorts, and are working on kind of each other's screenplays. So when he he had a he had a script for his term three that he just didn't like Mm -hmm. um and it was also like a big like wedding scene and he was like with my budget like it's not gonna be achievable right which i think people run into you know how can i make my vision work with most of most people's final films are working on a very tight budget if you if you're like a trust fund baby that's awesome i don't think many people here are not everybody looks out into like a five or six thousand dollar budget there exactly five or six (laughs) hundred exactly yeah and and most of it is fun depends on how much you can fundraise as well right so he was like not really happy with it and he was stuck so we sat down and uh and and talked about it and we went on a walk which you tend to do and, and just talked out 
you know, things that had happened to him that we thought would be funny and kind of settled on this. Uh, taken start. We started with the seed of this idea that uh, he, one time he he had a boyfriend who used him to come out. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't tell him that he wasn't out of the closet, and then he met his parents, and then his boyfriend used him to come out. So so it's just like awkward oh, situation wow. where like he totally thought that his boyfriend was out, and then he wasn't. I don't know if I can say this. You might want to cut this out. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know if John would like me spreading this out. You might want to cut this out. But um, uh, this is this is the storyline ended up in the in the but piece. But yeah, then we basically totally exploded that and then mm -hmm. turned it into just like this family drama where it's about uh, a recently engaged couple who goes home mm -hmm. to meet uh, the fiance's name in the story is I'm forgetting it, James and. Oh God, I'm, I'm gonna forget the other character's yeah. name. But um, uh, about one of them is like acting really weird and like not wanting to talk about the relationship and not want and being like, take off your ring. And he's like, what's going on? Like, why don't you? Want, why aren't you proud? Like, why can't we tell them that we're engaged? Uh, and then it escalates to the point where the uh, the fiance who's meeting the parents for the first time mm -hmm. convinces um, the his it's so hard to explain brian is the name of the other guy it convinces brian's sister's little boy to come out at dinner but then he's like seven years old and he's not really obviously actually aware of sexuality but he does it and then it is revealed that his sister's has been recently uh left by her husband which is why the family didn't want to talk about marriage and so oh. he's like totally like fucked up the family uh dynamic when in fact they were just trying to comfort their sister and just like help assure her that like marriage isn't everything when he thought it was totally like homophobic wow. and stuff. Yeah. So it's a very convoluted premise. No, but that's <laughs> that's what's gonna make it interesting is to is to find the way of, of you know that's that's the thing that makes it non tropey. Yeah. But there there's there's that twist in there that is yeah. But it's not a, it's not an unnatural twist. It's not an M Night Shyamalan yeah, twist. Yeah, we wanted to play with <laughs> the idea of like why won't you like look, being confused on why someone isn't out when it in fact it's a totally different reason. Right. Because we didn't want it to be like oh his parents are just conservative, you know, because that's like right. always the narrative. So <laughs> we wanted to play around with like what happens when you think you think that you're being you know. You think you know, but you have you no idea. You think you're being like discriminated against, or like you think that the that you're in a really toxic situation when really like you're causing the problems and you're just not like listening and, mm -hmm. and being aware of what's the actual situation. So, are you driven to do kind of the activist type uh, storylines, or is this just what happened in this specific case? I mean, I think uh, both John and I are queer, so we're not going to write straight stories, right. you know? Uh, so you write what you know. Yeah, we write what we know. So it's like, in my stories that I write, it's always like, you know, two girls and two boys, just because those are who my friends are. That's who I am. Like, mm -hmm. uh, So, yeah, I mean, I hope it gets, I hope that it becomes not activism. It just is stories, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm drawn to. But I'm also just drawn to just like very relationship, based uh, mm -hmm. comedy and okay. just like playing with that just yeah. in general not not even rom-com but like families and friends and you know just yeah. just uh and, and more and more of that is becoming definitely more mainstream for sure which yeah. is which is awesome yeah for sure yeah it's awesome and it's also exciting because 
once kind of the Main Street stuff is out of the way, then you can start playing with it even more, and mm-hmm. you don't have to make every story. Like, like uh, Love, Simon recently came out, and that was a very, like, perfectly packaged, like, a uh, very digestible version mm-hmm. of of coming out coming out story and like now that like i watched it it was it was okay like yeah, it wasn't like isn't that the one where amazing. like his, all of his friends come out as as straight or or to their parents oh, or something oh, there's like, like that, like, or that, there's, that yeah there's called? like a yeah that's love Simon, but that's it's like, like that was just a quick joke in the movie oh, okay see they the trailer actually, makes it look like that's, that's they like actually a big do that thing. no yeah it's like that's just kind of like a dream sequence i guess like it's not yeah, oh, yeah. that's <laughs> such terrible advertising <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate it when they do that crap. <laughs> when they they show yeah. something that's like a dream sequence or something like that and treat it as if it's as if it's like a full fledged part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing people. Stop yeah, it's kind movies. of like, yeah, it's kind of like, and also it's such a like straight people coming out of straight. It's like, wow, I've seen that in so many stand up sets. You know, like yeah. I've seen that joke so many times. But I think that's what's fun about getting to write more queer centered comedy at this time because a lot of the jokes are being told for the first well like for the first time not actually for the first right. time but like the first time to a major get audience to like in play some cases. around yeah 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 hmm so um but yeah so you you want to do more you said more writing in the in the long run and yeah. more performance too. What uh, yeah. what kind of performance are you are you trying to are you one of the SNL uh, <laughs> seekers out there or when I was a little kid I, um. I watched a bunch of SNL. I still watch it, but I used to be obsessed. I mean, in Maine, there was just not a lot of. Uh, there just it, there was just no comedy scene whatsoever. Yeah. So everything I knew about it was from like books or TV, you mm-hmm. know. And I wasn't actually out watching comedy, live comedy at all, or not live a lot sketch. Of options, yeah. Imagine. So yeah. like SNL was it uh, for me. Who's your Who's your class? Everybody. I feel like whoever was in it when you were in high school is usually like yeah. The, the best people that, that uh, yeah. people tend to stick with. Yeah, I was kind of at the tail end of, like, Bill Hader, Kristen okay. Wiig, Maya Rudolph, all those people. So that was kind of, like, they were kind of on the out when I kind of started got in, getting into it. But mm-hmm. then, like, so I I guess I'm most familiar with the current class of, like, Kate and Cecily and mm-hmm. Aidy and, and Beck and uh, Kyle and yeah. and uh, Leslie Jones and and Pete Davidson now who's my my new favorite. On really that show. like him. I I just love that <laughs> it's after they now have so they always have like the weird sketches of the ones that happen after update. Like they literally I think they call them after update sketches or after midnight or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, the like cover time. R- yeah, the ones that that's kind of just don't. make just barely squeak in on the, oh, on yeah, the schedule yeah, yeah, after yeah. after after weekend yeah. update. And if they're running long they they can get cut. But um it seems like there's always the first sketch immediately after that is like a Pete Davidson signature piece i don't know if he's the one actually writing them but the, he always has like a major involvement with them yeah yeah um, <laughs> like this week i want to say it was was it the lobster one was that the one that was that like one right was after amazing. update yeah and, yeah and you know it's just so bad shit insane and weird yeah. um there was another week it was a, uh, um it was like a, a stylized war uh thing and uh it was a guy that was asking his his uh his troop mates he's like if i if i die I want you to go and delete all the stuff that's on my computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, just delete everything. Just, just get rid of it. Well, yeah. do you want us to share anything with your? No, just delete everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. begging the guys. Like it's just such such weird crap. But 
Oh. Yeah, they do that in Second City shows too. There's always like the really like zany one in Act Two. That's mm-hmm. like you can't really like explain why it's funny. It just is funny. See, I still have, I still have not been to see one of the main main oh, stage shows. So like that's good. one of the things I'm planning on doing during the break weeks. Yeah, because I got here the weekend before classes started. Oh yeah. So it was like I was here for like two days and then started with classes. Yeah, I was just a been... similar situation. I moved right before. Yeah, like yeah. slammed uh, the entire time. Where'd you move to in, in the in the city? I live if you right down the street from Wrigley. <laughs> I'm like okay, Wrigley right next to Wrigley Field. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Lakeview, so yeah. just right on the edge of the Wrigley parking. Yeah, I'm like in between Addison and South Ford on the okay. end of them. So it's I like it. It's it's nice and convenient and it's out on the red line and the red line takes me to work. The brown line takes me to school. So it's very yeah. convenient. And you yeah. say so you're at I- IO for, uh, for yeah. work? What do you do there? I'm a host, and I also uh, run lights and music for some shows. Mm-hmm. Which Oh, which shows? Um, right now I'm doing the open mic. I'm doing the teacher jam. I'm doing Breakfast of Champions, which is a midnight show. It's kind of just like an uh, improv variety show, indie team Okay. Um, called Breakfast of Champions. And then I also do some... I'll fill in for some of the random shows, and then I do the student grad shows. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, that stuff. I was doing some of that stuff back in D.C. for nice. for Washington Improv Theater. And yeah. So something it's I fun. keep in the back of my mind is like, I'd like to sort of do more of that. But You totally could. I mean, they're always looking for people at like Annoyance here. Yeah. Well, and I've been to a bunch of... So that's the thing. The, the shows that I've been to, I haven't been to a show at, at I.O. or Second City yet, but I've been to like three at annoyance mm-hmm. um in part because i know uh, a friend of mine from high school is actually on superhuman that does the tuesday night show at annoyance mm-hmm. um so i've been to see them a couple times and i've like dragged classmates out to go to go check them out yeah if you haven't seen them they are amazing yeah i know annoyance is great yeah. yeah um and i'm trying to go see holy fuck this this friday oh yeah yeah i love that show what's uh what's what's the is there a premise or or is it it's basically just like there's a bunch it's it's great cast first of all which like some some main stage people and then just like a lot of people who are pretty established in the comedy scene mm-hmm. and performers and it's about people bring kind of like half-baked ideas and then they just kind of like fuck around and improvise them on stage but it mostly is made with just like it's the best of the best you know yeah. and so they're just like playing around with kind of the beginnings of sketches or just bit ideas it's like a stage jam but for for the for the people that have all the talent yeah yeah no it's it's great it's really good (laughs) (laughs) um well cool well uh as out of the whole program like what have you gotten what's been your your favorite class or favorite thing that you that you've produced um so far no no now now as you're headed into the into the home stretch done at the (laughs) end of the summer um I'm really proud of the of of John Short mm-hmm. because I've never produced on something on that level with that big of a budget and that many. Like we shot on like a Red Scarlet and it was like nice. a pretty nice production. We had a big big crew from Columbia and it was great. That so I'm proud of that obviously. But I guess more recently for my session two final, I'm working on a project with my friend Daniel who's in Orange, mm-hmm. um, and called uh, the Vlog Father, which is about. Okay. Father who becomes a uh, social media influencer, okay, and it's about how kind of his voyage to become kind of like a Vine or a YouTube star just kind of rest in peace, Vine. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> tears kind of apart his family, uh, and about just kind of like disgusting social media personalities, and if they were a dad. So the real life of bad dad, basically, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I always wonder how, how those families actually are in real life that uh, that wind up being like social media sensations. Yeah, we're kind of like making him act like a fourteen-year-old, like 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 Nash Greer or like Logan Paul, like all those like awful, awful like yeah. young guys who are making like millions of dollars off their. Uh, you Justin know. Long did a series like that. Um, yeah, I can't. Do you know what I'm talking about? He did. No. He did. Um, I have to look it up. I think it's on, I want to say it's on Amazon Prime or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but he did a series where he's, he's not an adult. He's playing like a teenager. That, yeah. That, and just, you see the, the turn from being like a normal kid into becoming like a social media star and just turning yeah. into a douche. It's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. The amount of influence, <laughs> influence, the amount of power they have, especially over like my sister is a sophomore in high school. And so she's, her and her friends, as well as, like, I think middle school and early high school is where it's, like, they love YouTube mm-hmm. and they, like, are grow up on it. And so the amount of influence that these, like, very young guys who are constantly making mistakes and, like, mm-hmm. and <laughs> learning. And some of them are wildly problematic in terms of, like, racist or sexist or homophobic or, like, they they're some of them can be pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Uh but we, were, me and Daniel, are very interested in like, in in uh, in like social media mm-hmm. and how it can kind of corrupt minds, yeah. and also like what happens when an adult tries to experience that the yeah. way that like a young kid would. Because I was talking about this with with Eric, like you you came <laughs> up in the YouTube generation, so like your your <laughs> yeah. sense of timing for comedic value or things like that are is different than mine. Yeah, and not not necessarily right or wrong. It's just different because you've been you've been conditioned on stuff that is, you know, YouTube cut with all the jump yeah. cuts and things like that. Like yeah. I keep waiting for someone from your generation to produce like a feature length film that's all jump cuts, <laughs> a la like a YouTube clip or something like that. I feel yeah. like that's that's on the horizon at some point in time. I know it's interesting and like, like I have friends my age who are comedians who like only want to do. Or a couple of years older who like only want to do like short videos and they hate movies. Mm-hmm. I actually really like movies. Like I like long term. I like. I mean, or not long term, but <laughs> long form <laughs> yikes, type yikes. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, long form <laughs> um, stuff. Better. I'm not trying to be like I'm different, but <laughs> but I'm more interested in making fun of. I don't know. I I think I get a little nervous thinking about the idea that that becomes like the mainstream path the norm or like the fact i was talking with daniel about this like we shouldn't i shouldn't see a headline of like justin bieber or like uh nash greer underneath the headline about trump's decision on syria but mm-hmm. i am you know like those yeah. those people are becoming uh as much a part of news and internet culture as like actual real life things going yeah. on you know and like also, just like how the internet can make a celebrity out of anybody, mm-hmm. I think is so crazy. This new uh, uh, yodeling kid, yeah, yeah, growing up and exactly. going all over the place. Like you don't have to have a talent really to become famous. You can just you just have to be good at marketing yourself and like mm-hmm. are constantly creating content, which I guess in a way is its own like talent, but it's mostly just working hard, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think it's just insane, and it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so as we're kind of wrapping up here, so um, 
if people want to try and track you down on social media, <laughs> if, if oh, you, yeah, baby. you you probably even though, as much as you you rally against it, you probably do use it. I'm oh, f- oh, I'm fully addicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, where can they find you? Um, I am <laughs> I'm on Instagram and the username at Leva Big Papa Pierce. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot about Papa that <laughs> spelled P A P A. You know the typical way of spelling Papa. Um, I'm on Twitter. I think my Twitter handle is like at I'm really cool, you guys. So uh, something you obviously use a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, my username is boy with bagpipe. So not at all linked to my real name. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a thing too. Alex got the same thing. His is he's like charmless all star for for yeah. one of them and and uh, um uh, oh uh, Yankee Candle CEO. Yeah. Is <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I need. I honestly need a new Twitter handle. People out there, if you're listening to this, I need a new Twitter handle. I'm not impressed with my own work. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can find something out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. That was Leva Pierce. Thank you to Leva and to the Harold Ramis Film School and Second City staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was Promises by Derek Every. Check out more of Derek's killer music on DerekEvery.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-E-V-R-Y. This show was recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. Filmstudentpod.com has now launched. You can see some of my work, including Craigslist, Inc. and Animoji. Please take a look and let me know what you think. See you all next week. Class dismissed!